on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. How are you, Martin? I'm good. This is exciting for both of us. This is uh, my first time in the uh, Conan Studios. And I've been here for years, <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, I've been I've got a lot, gotten a lot of calls from people. They're like, will you please? I'm not leaving until we please, do the podcast. Please come and get Martin out of here. <laughs> That's um, what I, I've been telling security for three years. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it's my first time in these beautiful facilities. It's not my first in-person uh, post-COVID. That was uh, Henry Winkler at uh, we did that at Sirius XM. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what a dick. Well, um, that's not what I said. Oh, I know. I <laughs> I was doing the opposite. I was going the old switcheroo. It's a comedy thing. Look it up. Uh, oh, well, let me just Google that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so this is the first time, so it's great to have you here in person looking at you. Uh, there'll probably be long stretches of silence of me just looking at you. Got a nice woolly hat on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Is that one of those like old timey baseball? Yeah. Ebbetsfield makes uh, these, yep. these yep. old timey Ebbetsfield hats? flannels. That's it. That's a unsolicited plug. Yeah. They're great. You must have one of their flannels. I don't have any of the shirts, but I have some of their hats. Yeah. Yeah. They make old timey uh, baseball, like... Re- faithful reproductions of old-timey yeah. baseball stuff and some really really cool ones i mean no um i mean no disrespect here but you look like you have a, a head maybe too big for sizing oh my god i don't have a human head i have to wear hats made for uh, bears do they do they have a, a hat that, that they do fits you they do then that's one of the reasons that i'm aware of them uh is because they do fit my head i have a size eight yeah, head. That was a big, that's, that was a if big not, one. If not a little bit more. Like, you know, like yeah. I, the, the trend, which I think is just terrible of like, like sort of the Fred Durst super big baseball cap that you wear down low over the tops of you your ears. You could never do that. But it's great for me because people with normal size heads want a baseball cap so big that it'll go over their ears. And that's like an eight or an eight and an eighth. And that fits me that's like a you. normal baseball cap. Yeah. They do Babe Ruth size. It's like, you know, like a 60-inch chest and a 32-inch waist, you know. Hachi Chachi. Mm, what a man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how are you? How's your COVID world be? Have you gotten COVID? Because I'm just over it. Okay. Was it the first time? It was my first time. Yeah, yeah. I, I was all all sassy about it, you know, like I never got it, and then I got it. Same. Yeah. I had it um, a little over a month ago. Yeah. And was it bad for you? It wasn't too bad. It actually ended up great. I watched a ton of television. My girlfriend was in town at the time, so, and she never caught it. She had it in December, and I didn't get it. Ah. Yeah, somehow we both just kind of dodged it when the other one had it. But, oh, nice. Yeah, it wasn't so bad for me. Was it bad for you? No. It was like, you know, kind of your generic flu sort of deal. It wasn't that bad. I, body aches, cough. Um, this is the part my mom's going to like. She loves symptoms. Um, okay. The part of the show, the interview. <laughs> um, of anything. Yeah, of anything. <laughs> so, um, you are, you're from here. I'm from LA. You're one of those weird people that's actually from here. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and your folks, what did your folks do? I can't remember. I, I know I read it. My dad worked in sales for a while and then um, went into teaching. Mm-hmm. And my mom is an actress and ran her own business uh, for a long time. 
And what was that business? Uh, is, it, that just, is that how you, how you referred to selling weed? So she ran her own weed business. Okay. Did I not put that? No, I didn't. no, you didn't. Oh, you what know. did I say the first time? She had her own business. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she had her own business that yeah. was selling weed. And no, was it? What was it really? Uh, she, it was around. It revolved around acting. So uh-huh. she would she um, produced these classes, and um, people would come in and and kind of coach young actors, and you'd get you'd, it'd be a bit of a springboard to you know get yourself situated in a city where most people are strangers trying to make it mm-hmm. out here in a much bigger you know coming out to the big right the big city especially because she was from kansas she came out to la and had a tough time figuring out how to make connections and meet people so she ended up starting a business that made it easier for people to kind of get connected out here and and get their start oh nice yeah that's a very kansas thing to do yeah 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 she's a sweet one yeah so you're you were seeped in acting like from the very beginning it's like a good tea yeah <laughs> stained with it um uh, yeah i mean was it just was it something that it just was kind of natural that you were going to do it uh i don't I've, i found i found a um an acting class when i was a kid that was uh it was a scene study and improv drama and comedy improv um, at this place called Center Stage LA with mm-hmm. a, a teacher named Kevin McDermott, and that's where I started really falling in love with it. And what age was that? Oh, 12? Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'd been around it earlier because I, I just went to my mom's business and would do scenes with people, and, and uh, you know, but it wasn't, it didn't feel like anything much. And then I found that class, and I was like, yeah, this yeah. is great. Wow. People are laughing at me. <laughs> I feel like I got friends all of a sudden. This is awesome. And do you have any siblings? I do. They're all much older. They're they're half siblings from my dad's first marriage. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. So you was pretty. You did you pretty much grow up in the house alone, or were they older? Older? Yeah. No, yeah, older, yeah. older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all um, fifteen years older. Roughly. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. wow. I mean, did you have any other sort of interests that you were, or was that pretty much it? Were you sort of just like? I mean, I like doing other things, but it, no, nothing quite took um, hold the way acting did. Yeah. Um, but luckily, I somehow have so far made it doing this <laughs> i feel like most most of my friends and certainly this is the way i feel like every job i have i'm like this is probably the last time i'll ever yeah. work yeah but it's been a good run um i'm thankful and yeah. just move right along i i saw dustin hoffman say that once yeah like, and it's it's so it all i took from it is like oh okay that never goes away i guess i guess you always you're always sweating. You never get to enjoy it. <laughs> you always have to worry about fucking being scared about just it all stopping. I think I've come to peace with it a little bit. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I, I, uh... <laughs> so um, are you? when do you start working? I mean, does your mom mind that you start working as a kid? Uh, oh, I started. I started pretty young, but I didn't. Um, Freaks and Geeks was the beginning in, yeah. in a lot of ways. But I and you were 14 when that started? 15. 15. 15. And then when we when we started going, we, we started on the series when I was 16 because I had a car at that point. Oh, okay. It's interesting starting in a business so young. You yeah. Know, most people don't have experience, I guess, working before they graduate high school to that degree with like right. that level of responsibility, I guess, which yeah. I was not ready for. I, I proved that in some ways. In what ways? Um, there was one day where I fully slept in and missed half a day of work. Oh. And that was like a huge wake up. And and it's interesting because I feel like that was the reminder. For me, that was a huge life lesson. But for other people, it's probably a reminder that, oh, this this guy's just a child. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not ready to do – to like – the 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 timely nature of any responsible adult getting right. to their job on time i wasn't fully prepared for and that was a good life lesson for me yeah yeah i let a lot of people down i just remember the disappointment in in uh, jake kasdan was genuinely really pissed at me and he had every right to be yeah but um yeah it was valuable for me to to learn yeah a lesson that day they almost cut me out of a big part of the show because of that oh wow of that episode that uh, that does suck when you fuck up, and somebody just can't help themselves. But like they're pissed at you, and they yeah. let you know, like I'm really pissed at you because there's part of you that's like, 
come on, we all fuck up every now and then. Right. You know? I feel that way now. Yeah. At the time, I was like in a turtle shell, like yeah. scared shitless of the way that people felt about me because I was judging myself so harshly. I, right, felt, right. I felt awful. It's also a very unique workplace for a child. It's not that you're not a bagger at the grocery store. No. You know? There's a lot that rides on you as as a 15 or 16 year old kid. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, because I was 16, I was responsible for taking myself to work. Whereas most kids at that point, your parent or guardian is dropping you off. Right. So there's a re- level of responsibility that goes to them as well. Well, you were a minor. Did you need to have somebody on set with you, or did you get emancipated? Or the something? teacher, teacher. Oh, counts the teacher as, would be. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that counts as, yeah. as a guardian. Oh wow. Um, and so you were go- you were having to do school at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That would suck. I made it really fun, but not for the teacher. I ran around a lot. It was not a healthy environment <laughs> for, for... For learning? Phil. was the. I think that was the name of the teacher. Yeah. Um, really sweet guy. He drove like two hours to get to work every day. He used to pee in a... <laughs> he probably wouldn't like me saying this, but I remember him telling me that he had to pee sometimes in a plastic bottle yeah. because... He, was, he didn't want to leave the freeway. It could yep. cost him an extra 15 minutes. Yep, yep. So he was just like, I bring bottles in the I, car. I've done that. <laughs> have you ever done that? Um, I don't think I I've have. I've been forced to do that just stuck in traffic on the 405 and really trying to avoid doing that, but then ending up having to, you know, pee in a bottle. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't. And then chuck it at a hippie. I, I really, I heard the beginning of that word, and I thought you were going to say, and then chug it and get it back in my system. But. Oh yeah, that's a thing with me. That's one of my things. <laughs> that's actually a religion I'm starting. Do you ever watch Nathan for You? Yeah. Uh-huh. That did you see the episode where uh, he's talking to a gas station, a guy who oh, owns yeah, a gas yeah, station, yeah. and he just goes off into a thing that kids need to drink pee. No, at the end, he says, oh, you know, one of my secrets is I drink my grandchildren's pee. Oh, that's right. And that's that's my secret of life is that I drink my grandchildren's pee. And that was a trip. I don't know how he put that on the air. Yeah. That guy was, that was a genuine reaction. You were seeing the guy's face, so that means he signed off on it. Yeah. He signed a release. He did not recognize that that was something that his family, at the very least, doesn't want him talking about. (laughs) Absolutely. I, I, I hope it's from a cup. I hope it's from a cup. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, not right from the spout. Yeah, yeah. Please do not. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, now, um, you can... <laughs> yeah. how are you going to transition <laughs> yeah, out of that? Yeah, yeah, you're going back to you. Back to you. Uh, <laughs> when, now, freaks and geeks, well... The first, uh, the, well, the first thing I want to say is like, are you spoiled for the rest of your career for being on something that's so good? I really felt that way for a long time, and I've been really lucky to continue to have experiences with really great, um, creative minds and really talented people on all sides of, yeah. of production. With um, Party Down and. Uh, a show I did on Adult Swim with Paul Shear called NTSF SDSUV. We oh, had a really yeah, great yeah. group of people and on Silicon Valley. Um, and I've been lucky to do a lot of other things that have been really rewarding. And, and um, But yeah, for a while I was like, this sucks. <laughs> like like what, a, what a wonderful start. And then there was a real drought after that too because I just didn't know how to do it. Like when you, when you are handed something that's that incredible – I don't think I really knew how to get back there again. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how high the mountain was that we landed on, that we were, um, you know, th- that we were lucky enough to, to all be a part of mm-hmm. this incredible project together. But, yeah, somehow it's it's all come back around, and I've, I have I, I lasted long enough to make it back to yeah. do some pretty fun things. Were you the only minor on that set? No, no. Oh, John, no. John Daly was the youngest, I oh, think, okay. of the main cast. Right, right. And was was Sam? Uh... Seth, Sam, and I are all pretty much the same age. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you all were in school together. Yeah. Oh, poor Philip. Oh boy. Poor Philip. On May tenth, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my love's a grow? Were you typecast after that? Like, was it hard to get? Because it's such, like, among television works and archetypes. And I mean, among the, like, the freaks and geeks... You're the geeks and like you were the guy with the glasses and you yeah. were the skinny guy and like when with the short hair. Yeah. Um, is that like a burden that you had to then carry with you? Uh, I, I feel like that's what I anticipated. And, and to some degree, I did see that as a result of the experience that we had on Freaks and Geeks. And, and but it, I, you know, somehow I've I been lucky to I think you could kind of clump a lot of the parts that I've played into a similar category, but mm-hmm. but I I see them all as quite different and unique. So it's for me, it's been a really fun roller coaster and playing yeah. playing different a lot of different things. Yeah, it's fun. I'd much rather play someone with like heart and honesty and integrity than like <laughs> to to play an archetype. Yeah, other, rather than, other than a mordant you know yeah. wisdom. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, I guess on Silicon Valley, it wasn't in in quite in that same. But I think underlying that was a lot of. I think there was like a genuine friendship between Guilfoyle and, D- and Dinesh in that show, and, mm-hmm. and it just was shown in, in very different ways. In very, yeah, they're very weird, kind of broken guys. Yeah. So yeah, they're not going to relate in a healthy way. Um, but I would say that like among like freaks and geeks and and then party down, and like you can see those three characters, they are similar. You know, like they're they have like like you could see them being like the guy that you played on Silicon Valley being the the grown-up version of the kid on Freaks and Geeks, you know? I mean, I'm not saying it's, you know, I don't mean to limit, say, that you're saying... Here we you go. Do, <laughs> you, that you're I just, didn't realize I was going to be roasted here. <laughs> no, but do you, you know You take your I mean? questions from online... Uh, <laughs> no, no, Why? I, oh, is that something that you've had, <laughs> no, had no. people said that? I mean, know? I'm sure people do. I just, I don't really pay that much attention yeah, to what yeah. other people say anyway, but... I do find that people like to, if they feel connected to you, they 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 kind of connect the dots, how, right. how their brain kind of needs to to right. function, I guess. Right. But there's there's um. But I guess I just see things differently. But power to them. Yeah. Uh, the fact that I'm I'm you know that people connect with what I'm I, I'm lucky enough to do this period and people connect with it, yeah. it makes me really happy. Well, and also you're, you, I mean, I always feel like you're lucky enough to be a character actor because that's just that's where the fun is. Yeah. Because you could also say, like, well, every fucking character that Harrison Ford's ever played is the same guy, you know. For sure. Harry I mean, Grant's the same guy, you know. And it's, and it, you know, and that's like, well, that's just how it works. I mean, I, you know, occasionally I'll get, to, like, somebody just recently, I'm in an episode of Monk where I get to murder somebody. And that was fucking awesome. Like, and I would love to murder again. Okay. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just, are we, Listen, how close to, Friday. how long are we? It's Friday. I'm after ready. This, you want to yeah. hang? No. We'll go out. Oh. But um, <laughs> is that the door? Uh, no, I mean, but it's, but, you know, I mean, I get to say, you know, and casting also too. Yeah. is a really dumb process. <laughs> like, they're not super creative. They no. don't go like, hey, here's a guy. May- I bet he has some something we haven't seen. Yeah, They always just go like, no, get her. She does that. Yeah. Get him. He does that. Well, now yeah. it's like, how many Instagram or TikTok followers do they have? Oh, yeah, There's, yeah. That whole process just astounds me. I know. Because what those those statistics don't relate. You're not getting more viewers based on your tick. Like, it's a different function of viewing. Right. Anyway, that's what's happening. Well, but, but, but 
I mean, what that is, though, is that they can just say to the person above them who says, like, why'd you hire that guy? Right. They could say, got, you know, 600,000 Instagram followers. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just to keep the heat off from the people above them who are like, why are you spending money on that person? You know, it's just always, you got to have something. Wait a second. Than- are you an executive? <laughs> no. Hold on. Yep. I wish. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I actually don't wish. The, my fucking network would tank in like three days. <laughs> it, would all just, it would all be just like weird stuff about like Hitler's gardening tips and stuff Hold like on. that. Hold on. Now's not the time. <laughs> We don't. That's a little too. We don't. We're not talking Hitler. All right. All right. Not Hitler. But I mean, just his gardening tips. I'd be interested. Uh, <laughs> Did he have a lavish garden, that Hitler? Uh, yeah. No. I. I don't envy people because you know. I mean, there's. These, you know, I see gigantic hit things, and I'm like, oh my god, that's horrible. You know, like if yeah. somebody brought it to me, I would be like, oh, that's a terrible piece of shit. And then it's like. It's the biggest TV juggernaut since the last TV juggernaut, you know. Yeah, it it, it uh, it's an odd world. Also, we're not the particular demographic that pay, yeah. pays the bills. I know, so, I know. Um, Just get older and older. So I'm working on a show now that's kind of under the Taylor Sheridan banner. Mm-hmm. Um, he created Yellowstone and, oh, okay. and a, a bunch of other um, shows and uh, wrote Sicario, I believe, and... But he, um, I finally watched Yellowstone while I had COVID, mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's just so it's so much. It's like so intense. It's like a really fun watch. It's like not my brand of television, right? Right. But it is such a fun watch. Yeah, yeah. Me and my girlfriend were both just like <laughs> having a blast watching yeah. this, watching this like really um, heightened reality show. It's fun sometimes when that happens, where you there's like a show that there's no reason. Like that, you would watch it, and yeah. but you're like, oh, actually, I'm enjoying this Hallmark yeah. movie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, so after Freaks and Geeks, which was just one season, correct? Yeah. And how many episodes did you guys get to do? Eighteen, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a. I mean, you know, that's still when they were doing decent numbers of episodes. Yeah, I think twenty-two was the goal, and and uh, we got the back nine, but not the last four or three or whatever. Oh, we either did yeah, 18 yeah. or 19 episodes, but ju- they were convinced that we were going to get canceled. Mm-hmm. So they, or at least Judd, Judd was, Judd could feel it coming. And so, I mean, there's a whole documentary about this. You don't have to take my word for it, but uh, he knew it was coming. And so we shot the final episode of the season, five episodes early or something. Oh, I see. Six episodes early. So in the middle of the year, we were shooting this like big kind of final sad story about where everyone dies, where everyone dies, and yeah. if because if you haven't seen it, I don't want to ruin it for you, right, but right. everyone dies. All the sorry guys, everyone an, dies. It's an apocalyptic freaks and geeks ending, and yeah. um, you'd have to watch the director's cut because they obviously couldn't. No one ever saw it because it didn't air. But um, <laughs> check it out. Yeah, um, Earth swallows them all. <laughs> well, we sure are freaks, and we are geeks. That was it. Yeah. Wait, you are an executive. I am. I'm really good at making the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, what do you do with yourself afterwards? That's got to be a fucking drag. I mean, I've been through that. You get you do a really good show, and it just kind of like. What'd you do in the the in between years? Because you were on Conan for a while, and then you dipped out. I I left after seven years, and I did. I went. I came out here, and I did. Andy Richter controls the universe. Right. Which was two mid seasons, like. Did you do the tick? No, no. The tick was right before that, but it was another sort of like underappreciated Fox show, because at Fox at that time, there were really cool people doing development. There were really cool people doing like the current, you know, like the you know, because you go from development to current, like the executives change over. Yeah. Re- everybody's really great and really cool and that doesn't always happen yeah and then it would get to this like you'd get up to the main office and it was like all these guys that just all these men that just wanted like you know cheeseburger tv and i'm i love cheeseburgers but it was just like it, you know like like first of all i just would see them being like wow why andy richter show i mean but then and i'm i'm always always kind of puzzled by it because it's like yeah you signed off on it like you you (laughs) bought me you know after the first well it's it's all so puzzling after the first table read of the show 
the head of Paramount, because it was a Paramount, which was another thing that always doomed it, because it was two studios. Was it? Did it have to do with your pronunciation of Param Paramount? Uh huh. Why? What's wrong? Paramount. Thank you. Well, but everyone. So you says do Paramount. know how to say it. Everyone says Paramount. I've never heard anyone in my life say Paramount. Eduardo, how do you say it? First time I've ever heard of it. Paramount? <laughs> Maybe it's just Illinois. I don't know. Paramount? I know. I mean, I know it's Paramount, but it's like... Hold on a second. You know it's Paramount? Yeah, of course. Paramount to what? Tantamount. Okay. Thank you. Know, you. Tantamount. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I've always called it Paramount. I, but anyway, I have to listen to that now. It's like, <laughs> I've never, it's just Shit. something I've never noticed. Gonna have to listen to this episode right. of my own podcast. This is gonna, no, no, I mean, I'm gonna <laughs> just listen to like people say Paramount. Um, you won't hear it. Paramount. <laughs> so it was at Paramount, and the head of Paramount, <laughs> after the table read, fuck. Um, <laughs> How much do you regret inviting me in here today? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I learned something. I learned that I say a word wrong. Um, the, the, the head of the studio comes up to me after it and goes like, wow, you can really act. Which I just was like. After you shot the pilot. No, with the table read oh of the pilot. Gosh. But I signed the deal and, you know, like, we're going to make this pilot of this show. And it's like, oh, you can act. It's like. Wow, <laughs> you know, we're going to make your album. Hey, you can sing. You know, it just. Congrats. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Good for all of it's us. It's really weird. But anyway, but yeah, but I mean, I've, I've been there where you do this because it was the in between times. I mean, my thing for, for years, and, and it was also, it was a different time. There was just lots more TV, there was lots more TV comedy, is I would try to, you know, get my own thing sold. And if I couldn't do that, then I'd, you know, do a job. I mean, I still was in demand enough that I could, like, go get a job on a on another show. Cause, so after Andy Richard Controls the Universe, I did a was show. Was it writing? Called, Were you writing a lot on Conan, too, or no? Uh, on Conan, yeah. yeah. On Conan, yeah. Uh, and I was a producer on Andy Richter Controls the Universe, too. I didn't, I didn't write an episode, but, like, a few of... A few of the episodes were my ideas, and you know, and and I was very hands-on, and like at times, kind of a pill. I think, like, you know, <laughs> like I'd be like, we we cannot end the show like that. We, you know, I would just dig in and be. I mean, like, it was your it's Sorry. your show, your yeah, face. My like, name's you know. on the fucking show, which I wasn't even. I didn't even want that, and I, you know, and I wanted it. To, that's Andy Richter controls the universe. I wanted it to be a grandiose title that no one could think was I would take seriously, and nobody gets it right. So it's like that's the proof that it was a terrible title, and I picked it, you know. So, but they wanted my name in the title, so I had to figure out, you know, something with it. But that, you know, so then I did a show called Quintuplets, that was not as fulfilling as. Andy Richter controls the universe. It was just a. Were you producing that one or no? No, I was just an actor in that one. Um, and, but it did a full twenty-two episodes, and then but we didn't we didn't get picked up again. And then I did Andy Barker PI, uh, which Conan created with Jonathan Groff, our former Conan head writer, and that was really. But we only did like I think seven episodes of that, but that was really great. And then that was my three my three times at bat. As number one on the call sheet, and then it's like, oh well, okay. I don't like it. What, I mean, being I, number one on the call I, sheet. Yeah, I, it's not an experience that I ever needed to have. Yeah. Um, and I think I've kind of shied away from it when the opportunity has arisen, but I've gotten cornered a little bit. Uh -huh. <laughs> I've done it a few times, and um, it's worked out great. I've, the experience has always been really great, but um, it's not. I don't. That's not something, that's not a goal for uh, me. Me neither, me neither. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah, it's nice. I mean, sure, who doesn't want to be? I mean, the, the, the nice thing about it is the amount of control as far as, you know, at this point, we have a lot of experience. Yeah. And so it's nice to be a part of that process because mm -hmm. there's certainly something you have to, to, there are answers for questions that you have. Yeah. I didn't say that right, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you, yeah, yeah, um, no, you can contribute in a meaningful yeah. way. And it's nice to be able to do that. That's like a that's a day well spent when you get home. And you're like, I, f I fixed the ending of that episode, right. or right. I, I figured something out that is better off for it. Um, that that's a really rewarding experience. But other than that, 
I, I much prefer the collaborative experience with a group. Yeah, going to going to work on Party Down or Silicon Valley or Freaks and Geeks, where you're with other people and you're just like trying to figure out together how to make something as good as it can be. Yeah, and it's fun when you're firing on all cylinders. Yeah, to like make something that you're really proud of. I mean, you've gotten you've gotten to do that three. I know three times in like a really big, seriously fantastic way i've gotten really lucky yeah I, I i cherish it yeah i think i was really I, I was especially aware of it with silicon valley yeah um and i and i feel like in that experience especially through season one of us shooting in in some way a, a lot of uh some of the other cast were just aware that this was the auspices that we were making the show under um I was somewhat familiar to me, like just working with good people and having an opportunity kind of this big. But this was the fir- that was the first time that we had that I had ever been supported by a network, like to mm-hmm. have HBO behind you, and they really did support us in such a great way from the beginning. Um, but I, I feel like it, certainly at times the other guys looked to me just to see how they should like appreciate this. Cause oh, because I, I just sat back and really enjoyed like yeah, this we may only get one season. Yeah, I've yeah. been on shows that were like, I thought pretty great, yeah. and we got one season, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. And you just go, well, thank God we got to do that. Yeah, and the fact that we got to do six is pretty dang incredible. And um, I'm not like a no cursing guy, so I'll I'll say that again. That was pretty fucking incredible. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it it was just a. I feel like that maybe maybe they weren't looking to me at all, but I think a little bit of my energy rubbed off. Right. Because uh, everyone was really like, this is great. Like, this is cool. We're getting to work with Mike Judge. Yeah. We get to work with Alec Berg, who, uh, you know, both in their own rights are... Former Conan writer. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's come up through the ranks um, in comedy in a huge way. Mm -hmm. And and he's so... He was, you know, instrumental in in how the show turned out. But I really appreciated that we got to have that experience from the beginning. Yeah. Well, I... (laughs) <laughs> I'm just like second guessing how I said all that. <laughs> like, does it make me sound arrogant that I'm like these guys were learning from me? I mean, I learned so much from no, Zach no, that and Thomas and Kumail. It and, doesn't. No, listen, that doesn't sound arrogant at all because there's just the plain fact that you had been doing it since you were fucking 15 years old. Yeah, and they nobody else on there had been. You know, it was a it was a first. It was a launching pad for. Um, Certainly, Thomas and and Kumail. Yeah, um, Zach had already done The Office, um, but not in such a big way. Right. But but uh, and TJ'd been on a few things, but yeah, nothing that was really big. Um, no, he'd done it. Yeah, he he was. But but TJ had a different energy about it. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you done much uh, developing yourself? Have you tried to do you know lots of stuff? I mean, and are, are you a writer? I don't even really. I don't love the writing process as much as uh, I love acting, but mm-hmm. I, I I enjoy collaboration uh, in all the ways. Yeah. I, I like working with great, um, with, with you know, with people I have good chemistry with, and and creating something together, writing or working on a scene or or um, in in any capacity, really storytelling. I really enjoy it, and so I've I've done that a number of times, but nothing that's gone to air. Yeah. Um, but I'm not done. So we'll see. I'm, yeah, yeah. I have something that I'm working on now. Um, so we'll see kind of where where that heads. But mm-hmm. um, I'm doing something way, way out of my comfort zone at the moment. With uh, I'm working with Sylvester Stallone on a TV show for Paramount Plus. And it's so interesting. It's so interesting. Are working, you spending time with him? Yeah, my, all my scenes are with him. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you're shooting it. Yeah, we're oh, in the middle wow, of it. Wow. I'm just out here for a little. I had I had two weeks off, so I came out, came back to back, back to L.A. And Where are you shooting? We're in Oklahoma City. Oh wow. Yeah. Hanging out with Sly in OKC. Yeah. yeah. He goes back uh, Friday night and comes back Sunday night. Uh, I think as best as best I've seen. Yeah. He, he's gone as soon as he's done working. Um, but uh, I like the city a lot. Yeah. I love the people there. They're all really sweet. Um. It is definitely a different vibe <laughs> to yeah. being in California. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, politics are such a big part of our world, unfortunately, now, and and yeah. so you feel that when you when you see some of the commercials for who's running for Congress and stuff like oh, that, and you're like, yeah. oh, 
Okay. <laughs> That's your platform? It's literally just God. Yeah. I'm taking God to the Senate. And you're like, uh-oh. That's not who I want in the Senate. Um, but, well, but come on. That's pretty That's pretty good backing. You know, like if you're going to have somebody back your campaign, <laughs> that yeah. guy, God, oh, he knows shit. Boy, he's unlimited funds. Yeah. And 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 really connected. Well connected. <laughs> he knows everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he knows too many people, I'm going to be honest. I'd rather he didn't know so many. Um, but yeah, stuff like that has, yeah. has been an interesting, eye-opening um, experience. I've always thought because, like, I was just think, you know, uh, Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips. Mm-hmm. It's li- I think he still lives there. He has like some big weird artist compound? hippie compound out there, you know, because it's is it in OKC or is it like just outside? Or? I, I'm not exactly sure. I've never been there, but I mean, I used what's to- the address? <laughs> uh, you can Google it. I bet when you get back there and you say like, "Hey, you know." You just ask anybody, anybody like, you know where Wayne's... Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. buddy. <laughs> but I'm sure, you know, Tulsa's got like a nice kind of weird underbelly, you know, of just... Which I'm always amazed about, like, being a weird creative person in Tulsa or in Oklahoma City. I always just... Like, to me, I'm just, why don't you leave? <laughs> why, why, what are you doing here? Why are you here? I mean, you need artists everywhere. Yes, yeah. And I, some people just, you know. Do you know Josh Fadum? Uh-huh. So he's from Tulsa, I believe. And he went back to Tulsa in during the pandemic. So I got to see him while I was there. But he's, he's such a unique and wonderful artist. Like, mm-hmm. just in every experience I have with him, I'm like, no one is you. No one will yeah, ever yeah. be him. And hopefully we'll get to have him on, on the show. But... He has just such a wonderful energy, and I think he had trouble out here in 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 L.A. making it to the to the degree that he deserves to. I think yeah. based on his talent, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess wherever he can be the best him, he could be. Yeah, we need more Josh Fadums. Yeah, time. I mean, and I would love I would love to get to a point where I could go, you know, like move back to Chicago, say, you know, like and and just be able to maintain. A show business career you know like i i was you, you could know, podcast from anywhere i know i know but th- this is not paying the bills t- frankly this is you know oh i'm getting paid real good from, from today for today yeah yeah oh wow yeah that see i still had this is like they pulled com- up a brinks truck outside and i was like that's not i mm. thought you guys were gonna write a check and they were yeah. like no 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 that's see that's gold bars thing. I, don't, I don't get into that <laughs> this is all still part of my community service like you know <laughs> I'm supposed to talk about mental health, <laughs> you know, and then, uh, and then the, you know, the West Hollywood police forget about some stuff that I did. Um, like what? Nah, <laughs> I honestly don't remember, but they tell me it was not good. Right on. Uh, <laughs> cool. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. I mean, what's it like working with Sylvester Stallone? I mean, I know you, you can't be like... Uh, it's you know. great. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. he's. I, I enjoy the collaborative experience with him. I think he, I was surprised at how open and, and present he was. I don't know what I expected. Yeah. But I guess my expect... In general, I keep my expectations low and my hopes high. And um, he lived up to hopes. And oh, that's great. And left expectations behind. He's great. 
I, you know, he's he just turned 76. Wow. And he still shows up to work every day, and he's like trying to make everything as good as he can. Yeah. He's present, and he's and he's doing his best work, and it's cool to watch him do that thing where he just like turns it on. Yeah. And you're like, that's why you're a fucking movie star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that is, I'm, I like. I'm in it. Yeah. You put you make it easy to like to work with you. Yeah. Um yeah, he's been really fun. Yeah. The little bit I've gotten to do with like you know like work on a show with big big stars like you know like for instance like for me James Kahn working with James Kahn oh, yeah. on Elf and he just passed away. Yeah. And Rest it was that was you know there's I've met lots and lots of people that I really admire and it's been a bit of a letdown. I mean, it's never like, it's never been absolutely horrible, you know, but it's, but there have been people who are like, Oh, it's too bad. That guy's kind of a dick or whatever. Um, whereas James Conn was just like everything you'd want a James Conn to be just every, every, <laughs> every little, just, uh, like, and it slap was, your ass. Huh? Did no. He, he didn't slap you he on the He did ass. not slap my ass. That's like, not the, what I want out of a James Conn. That that's must, not what you want? That's wanted? your James Conn. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Is we that mine? Our diff- well, we all have I our versions. I thought that was all of ours. No, I thought no, we no. all just wanted no. like a good, uh, hey, that's, good job out there. And then, a, you know, just a like, pat on the... Like a little too hard? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. A, ow, that hurt a little bit, yeah. but I deserved it. Right, right. But then it lingers, and you're kind of like, ah, that's... Did I deserve it? Yeah. Yeah. The guy from Rollerball, I can still feel it. Um, he's got that rollerball power no he just was really and it was funny because like he you know he wanted you know, he's a big movie star and he's doing this you know silly Christmas movie but all the scenes were like me Will Ferrell Amy Sedaris and Kyle Gass and there was a point where he was where he literally said like you know I'm trying to be serious and I'm trying to like you know do you know do the do the work like I'm supposed to? But uh, I mean, if you all want to just fuck around and have fun, I'm up for that too. You know. And then he started. He was calling us the fun bunch. And he even in the movie he he calls he uses that. He says my fun bunch. Um, and, and and then you know we all like for the week that I was there. He would be in, the, you know, we'd all be in the hotel bar together. And one time we were we were sitting around. Uh, it's very tight little tiny ho- hotel bar and he comes up with this attractive woman you know middle-aged woman and he says hey everybody this is and i don't remember, you know this is linda apparently in the 80s we fucked <laughs> and she was like all giggly and embarrassed you know and he's like i don't remember but she says we did <laughs> Can you imagine having that many conquests that oh. you're like, I don't remember? Uh, no. I have too much detail in my brain about it. <laughs> no, the no, disappointment no. I've left on people. Um, oh, that's what you call it? Disappointment? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about the disappointment <laughs> Sorry about on the all headboard. That I'll go get you a tell. Um, <laughs> it is. It's really nice when the big, famous, famous people are, you know. Yeah. And also, like you said, when you get to see... You get to see him do that movie star thing. It's it's a very it's it's not even acting so much. It's like its own thing, you know. It's like a level of charisma that I will never understand. Mm-hmm. Like my brain and body will never be capable of giving that off. Right. And it's it's so cool to witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh. That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it. I don't know what yeah. you're doing, but yeah, oh that's how gosh. you do it. It's like know? watching magic, and you're like, yeah. no idea how yeah. you just made that card appear. Yeah, yeah. Well, where are you heading now? I mean, what what uh, is there any? I'm gonna go get my motorcycle later today. Oh, motorcycle! Tell me about that. I upgraded it to a twelve hundred. You you're you're uh, okay with dying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I mean, if we're gonna talk about it, yeah, I really? am okay with dying. I think, yeah. Why? I when I was fifteen, before I before Freaks and Geeks, I was laying in bed. My mom had a condo in Santa Monica, and and I would I would go to sleep. I left my dad to go back to Los Angeles to be with my mom, and go to a school out here that was one of the best experiences I've had in my life. Um, uh, Loxa, it's the arts oh, high school yeah. out here, and it's wonderful. Um, but I spent like two weeks 
every night I'd cry myself to sleep as I was realizing to my core that when you die, it's really over. And I think I absorbed that to such a degree and I, I digested it as information, as energy, as, uh, you know, and I, and that, that changed me, I think in a huge way. Yeah. Why do you, why was it at that time that you were, that that hit you so heavily? I think I missed my dad a lot. Yeah. Where was your dad at this point? My dad was in Florida. So I I grew up in LA. My dad and I drove cross country to live in Florida. Um, I, at that point I got along better with my dad for mm. sure. And so I think they both my parents had decided that that was the best move for me. Um, and so I went with my dad. He, he, his third wife, uh, Jean, my stepmother, Jean, he moved to Florida, got married to her. And, and so we drove there to be there with mm-hmm. her. Um, and Florida's terrible mm-hmm. and it's only gotten worse. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. There are aspects of it that are very nice, obviously, because yeah. it brings a lot of people there. But, um, the people that I, I did not have a great time there I bet. with people, but I came back to LA to be. How long were you there? Uh, one year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like a formative year. At yeah. the end of that, I was like, this is enough. <laughs> I don't think I need to be here any fucking longer. Yeah. And then I, I think I can get along with mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, I love you. <laughs> um, and so I came back to LA and I went to the school out here and, and uh, pretty early on, I just missed my dad a lot. Yeah. Because he and I were always really connected. And and, um, and so that that was a, a, a strong bond that was broken through that experience. And um, it was a painful detachment. And then... I how do you think well how did it feed into like a a, a death fear I don't I don't fully know I think yeah. maybe just the emotion the the energy of that missing him and maybe recognizing in some way that one day he really wouldn't be here yeah um yeah that's probably it yeah it's pro- because you know you I think I think every child has a notion well I mean Freud thinks you know children fantasize about their parents death like they like it's like it's like it's something that they desire uh that's in us is like you know to take over the spot of being in charge um but yeah and that was probably it i had when i started working on the conan show i that was my death my, my death time um and it was because and i couldn't figure it out but like when you started the initial run in of ninety three, yeah, oh, wow. um, living in New York City, making more money than I'd ever made in my life, so that was settled. You know, like like the you know the stressors in your life, money. Yeah. I'm making money, career. Like you know, I I I want to make it in show business. I'm on the fucking TV every night. Yeah. Okay, that's settled. Um, and at the time, I would. I had just uh, I was engaged and then married in '94 to my ex-wife, and so I was very much happily in love. Um, and the Conan show was stressful. It was like very stressful in the beginning, but I think that my brain was still producing the anxiety that would normally go down all those other channels. Like, oh, I got to make money. Oh, I got to find a job. Oh, I, you know, why am I not in love with the magical? creature but it had nowhere to go because those problems those roots were were already yeah filled and it went to death i just was like i was finding myself like being like well this is great the show's doing great we did a really good show tonight but what's the point we're going to be dead in five minutes you know like just really fun stuff some nihilist some good nihilist yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. like oh what's the point of anything when you're just going to be in the fucking rotting in the ground in five minutes yeah um and then i sought out counseling and medication and it helped a lot oh good yeah yeah. is it mushrooms cocaine what do you you take i think it's self-medicated i think at that point no at that point i think it was zoloft exciting uh, but it's it's other things now you know i mean it's it's you know they you gotta you gotta switch it up or you know, yeah. and then, you, know yeah. you gotta you gotta change those meds up you know because sometimes they have little weird side effects that you don't want anymore you built so. up a tolerance and now you gotta move to another one that's right that's right now now it's just um it's uh windex Windex is I just drink, you drink bottle, it? Oh, just yeah. drink bottle and bottle of Windex. It's fantastic. <laughs> it, I mean, does that make you a daredevil then? I mean, obviously you ride a motorcycle, and I was kind of kidding. I mean, I'm that's just me being 
you know, intrusively uh, judgmental about motorcycle no. riding because it, it terrifies me. You're not wrong. I, I think if you tried it, if you got through that fear, yeah, because you might have too much fear and anxiety to actually enjoy the experience, but if you got to really just experience letting go, and maybe that doesn't happen in a city for you, but just on a road somewhere and you try to ride a motorcycle, it's something that is so exhilarating. It's, mm. it's not travel the way that I think we're all accustomed to it. It's so, it requires so much um, awareness and focus that it, it's just its own experience. Because mm -hmm. I feel like we can get so distracted in a car. Yeah. I can be amazed that I, I will sometimes think like, did I notice when I passed the high school? Yeah. Like, no, I don't, I don't have any recollection of passing no. the high school. When you're or, on a motorcycle, you have no other choice than yeah. to pay attention to everything that's happening. Yeah. Because your life depends on it. Yeah. And that is exhilarating. There's, yeah. there's, it, it triggers, it, it, you know, it's great. Um, have you been riding for long? Um, three or four years. I got a license. Yeah, I guess three or four years ago. But I started riding kind of in. Um, well, I don't know if I should talk about it because it's technically illegal. I. Well, I, nobody's going to arrest I, you. Right. Well, not anymore. I took a class, a course, a while ago mm -hmm. um, to to basically cut off. When I got my license, it 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 takes out of um, it takes half the test off basically. So you go and like train with someone, you do the test with them, and oh, it's just I all see. the on motorcycle stuff, and you do a written test as well. But you still have to go in to get your license and take a written test with the DMV. Mm -hmm. But you learn how to ride a mo motorcycle in that process, and then five or six years later, I was working on a movie, and we were about to shoot. Um, well, we were getting ready to shoot a scene where the other guy that I'm with is supposed to be driving a motorcycle. And he's like, I've never, ever done that. And I don't know how to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, well, I have. And I can, I, can, I can ride it if you feel comfortable with me. So I just like took it out for a spin, felt fine. And he got on the back and we had a great time and there was, there was no issue. But technically that was me driving <laughs> illegally. Right, right. Um, and then a couple years later, I was like, I got to get a motorcycle. I, oh wow! I mean, it, I immediately I wanted to do it. I just it took me a little bit to. Do you have like one of those like really fast ones, or is it more of a cruisery kind of normal one? I have a Harley. Uh -huh. um, I, ha I have a Harley um, Iron Eight Eight Three. It means nothing to me. Oh come on! You know what that is? I don't know. Come on! Know. You're just joshing with us. Harley to me is a is a line of uh, menswear for old white men, as far as I know. Correct. Yeah, they also do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, uh, it seems like you could put Harley Davidson on a turd, and there's a certain I'll buy it guy in Tommy Bahama clothes that would buy it. I'm yeah, yeah. you've are you sold? <laughs> right. Um, Hold on. After the show, <laughs> give me a minute. That was quick. Um, <laughs> you wrote it with the turd. Yep. Uh, yep. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> you've got control. I guess it's on my resume. <laughs> incredible, uh, <laughs> incredible anal control. No, uh, no, not not uh, uh, anal retentive. I mean, there are a lot of people who have definitely Googled that right, sentence. Right. Literally, like cake um, decorating. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I just I just enjoy it. I just uh, so at eight eight three is in reference to how powerful the engine is. Mm -hmm. And I upgraded that to a twelve hundred, which is just more power. Because I, I, it, it wasn't very powerful. I didn't want a bike that was powerful to start. I mm -hmm. wanted to get comfortable on it, and I didn't want to be um, in over my head right out of the gate. Like I wanted to figure out riding for a year or two, yeah, and then get something that had a little bit of oomph to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's what I've that's what I've done. Is that sort of like your main pastime? Is that kind of like that your you know, when you're not working or something, is that kind of like, you know, is that like your boat? Is that your golf? Uh, is that your, you know, right. gardening or whatever? I still do all those things as well. Oh. Yeah. Golf boat gardening. I do. I garden on my boat while I'm golfing. Of course. And it's incredible. Oh, you my God. Come out on the boat sometime. It's a big time saver, too, when you get all three done at once. It's the SS Andy Richter. <laughs> <laughs> No, no relation. Yeah, no, it's the uh, SS anal control. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in honor of. Yes, in honor yeah. of. Yeah. I mean, you're going to ride your motorcycle, but I mean, back to like, you know, what's in the future for you? I mean, uh -huh. are you, would you like to have a family? Do you see yourself staying in LA forever? I'm, I'm madly in love. Put, I'm putting everything I can into the relationship that I'm in now, and, I'm, mm -hmm. and I, I've never been happier, and 
she's moving to Los Angeles soon, and so that's going to make that a lot easier. Where where is she living now? She's from Austin. Oh, okay. So she's leaving her home there for the first time, um, really, in a permanent way. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know to what degree starting a family means, what that means to us, but um, as of now, I don't think we want to have kids. That's certainly capable of changing, but we'll see. But um, work-wise, I... I I just love doing this, and I certainly enjoy a lot of what you know we were talking about before, and experiences that that you know ties into experiences you've had. Just being able to make something that I'm a bigger part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the next step, hopefully. But I'm I'm enjoying the show with Stallone, and I'm going to pitch my own show that is about a part of my life, a big part of my life, and it's a weird story that we'll see if we get to make and. Um, those those things are what I look forward to, mm-hmm. other than just being happy. Yeah, being happy is nice. Being happy is the ultimate goal. If you can swing it, yeah. Um, I swing it. <laughs> well, I swing yeah, it. Well, I swing it. I swing it. You better back up because I'm swinging it around it's right now. Coming on. Woo! It's considerate swung. Mm. What do you? What's the point of it all? What have you learned so far in this this journey of of Martin stardom? Oh, look oh at that. my god. Oh. I gotta go. Um, um, bye. Um, <laughs> he does drive a motorcycle. I love the special effects on your show. Uh, I, um, I most of what I learned is just to n- try to ride the wave and be happy through whatever the experiences are that that I get to have. I've learned that's helped me a, a, to a great degree. Yeah, because you can be. What's the point of being miserable? I, I, I even think like there are ways in which. Um, because I was really young when I started working as an actor, and so mm-hmm. I've, I've had a lot of awkward interactions with people who felt more connected to me than I did to them. And for a while, I, I really struggled with that idea of, of fame. The concept of fame eludes me a bit. I, I don't like it. I don't feel comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm certainly not the only one, but I've just kind of gotten better at accepting it as a part of my world and trying to recognize, based on lessons I've learned from other people, that sometimes some stranger, this might be the only time that they see someone in my position who they feel connected to because of something that I'm fortunate enough to have been a part of, that giving them a moment of my time or my day is more precious than I m- might recognize, than I, and so I try to give more than I perhaps did before. I see. It, it felt so invasive to like take a photo with somebody for some reason. Yeah. And I think I've come to terms with whatever that is, that infringement on, like, my space. So I try to be more, unless someone is a dick. Yeah. And then I have no problem saying adios. No. Yeah, 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 no thanks. But if someone is sweet, it's, like, really easy to just go, okay. Yeah. Let me, I, I'm happy to give. Um, it's, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, I find, I find like, it's because I, I am totally there with you in 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 terms of you know, people interrupting a meal or something. I mean, and it's not, yeah, I'm, I'm not hounded. So it's not, I'm not saying like, same. you know, the paps are outside my door. Same. Um, it's not a big issue, but it yeah. is like, you but become does, aware of it. Yes. It, uh, and there are times where people are rude and you do feel annoyed and, you know. Um, but I also find too, if you give them just an ounce of, you know, for me, it's like you know, if I make them laugh, if I'm, if I say something funny, yeah, it's like they, it makes people so happy, yeah, and it's just, it's, you know, I just, you know, my girlfriend and I were like, she's from Whittier, and we were at a pancake house in Whittier before a why one of her okay no 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 judgment (laughs) before uh, well she grew up in Whittier she does she didn't live there anymore I'm in Waffle House why not why not do like the original original pancake house in Whittier would you prefer that over a waffle? Oh yeah, yeah. Original pancake house. French in toast. Now where are the French no, toast houses? Original That's pancake house in Whittier. Well, they have waffles. Oh, the last time I was there, I had a pecan waffle. Um, but they, you know, like the people there. Uh, we were going to a baptism, and uh, so yeah. not connected to the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like we were there, and and you know, like some staff members asked to take pictures, and I just, you know, I was a little funny. And um, 
and you know we were leaving and I it, it just was I I was kind of like yeah see wasn't that fun you know because she's you know she's we've been dating for about six months and and she's nice still weird about like she's like it's weird that people know who you are and how is that and what is it and and that was just like a moment of like see it's kind of fun it's you know if you're not if the people are nice and you're nice it's just you know you feel like a regular everywhere you know like one of the regulars like oh you know they know your order or whatever you know but it's like but it's everywhere it's one of the really nice beautiful things about this it's great and that's a those are great moments i'll tell you a weird story all right that's what I'm here for. And this, okay. Oh, that's what. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called Weird Stories with mm-hmm. Andy Richter. Weird um, stories. <laughs> uh, this this kind of set. I I think from Freaks and Geeks, people were like, that guy's really approachable. Like right, that right, guy's got nothing right, going right. on. <laughs> I, yeah. I could go approach him. <laughs> He's he'll be nice. And and from Silicon Valley now, people are like, I wouldn't would bother him. Please don't bother that yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's definitely him. Keep walking. Keep right, walking. right, right. He um, might have a katana <laughs> on him. <laughs> um, which, uh, anyway, that's it is what it is. But I, um, before we were doing Silicon Valley, or maybe year one or two into Silicon Valley, I think is what it was, my dad was sick with ALS. Um, and I was out visiting my family in Florida. Mm-hmm. And my sister was out there. And I think my brother was out there, too. And my cousins were there. And... And we all went out one night to uh, clap your hands, say yeah. Con- oh yeah, concert. Yeah, and it was you know at in Ebor City or something, and uh, you know in Tampa, and um, and we go to this concert, and my sister and I are just having this like breakdown. You know, it's it was like a tough journey going through and supporting him in that process, and just you know really coming to terms with the fact that he wasn't going to be there soon, and we were just crying. We like you know they're singing up on stage and we're like in a corner me and my sister just like bawling yeah just like te- like as much as my eyes could produce mm-hmm. there were tears rolling down my face and this guy walks up to us and he and he like just stands there for a second and then he's like hey sorry to bother you guys <laughs> and in my brain immediately i'm like if you're that sorry you wouldn't have done it continue and and he's like i'm sorry to bother you guys but um i just are you the guy from that thing are you the, are you an actor and i was like yeah he's like oh man so cool man so cool um can i get a selfie with you and i was like hey i'm so sorry i i appreciate that you, that you're asking this and i i just am not in a, an emotional place where i want to take a photo with someone and and he was like clearly disappointed and i felt bad but i just didn't want to like be crying in someone else's mm-hmm. random photo that sure. that wasn't what i signed up for in that right, moment right. And, and we were like clearly in the middle of like some really sad shit we were having therapy and you interrupted our session which is fine but i i was polite and i and i let that moment pass and then later we were all like we had gotten through that i'm still crying all night there were there was not a time where tears weren't rolling down my face. Right. Dealing with the emotional drain of of you know what what was going on, and we when st- we took photos as a group, our family like um, we took photos while we were like dancing on the dance floor, just like having a cathartic yeah experience there. Um, and that guy or someone with him slipped a note into my sister's purse that I kept for I I took a photo of it at some point, but it was. It was this insane letter that he took the time to write, and it said something to the effect of, "Right at a concert, I'm in a I'm in a band, so like I know what it's like to be famous. Um, You know, like we're pretty popular in the area, and you know the fact that you know your brother wouldn't take a photo with me was so rude. Like, what a fucking jerk! Like, he's an asshole, and you guys should all just." You know, you guys can go fuck yourselves like this oh. aggressive thing. Wow. And I remember we were leaving and she she was like, someone put this in my purse while I was going pee. <laughs> and I was like, oh, interesting. And I like read this note and I thought it was going to be something nice from a stranger or something. Like, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, that was optimistic. And instead I read that letter and then I was like, where the fuck is this guy? And I like, <laughs> we're like walking out and there's this like huge bouncer standing there who's really nice and jolly. And he's like, oh, you're the guy from that. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, nice to meet you, man. And I was like, cool. Nice to meet you. Thanks for everything. And then I'm walking out and then there's this dude and his family. 
and his, and two girls I think that were with him and I was like our uh, my dad is on his deathbed right now we're like having an emotional moment I'm like you know this is one of the darkest places I've ever been in and here we are just trying to enjoy an evening like I don't know who the fuck you think you are I'm sorry I didn't live up to your expectations but you can go fuck yourself I, I probably wasn't that aggressive but yeah, I was just yeah. like I don't I like I don't deserve whatever emotional journey right, right, right. you chose to take this on yeah and I was just like I, I actually probably said it a lot nicer. I, I definitely didn't say go fuck yourself. But yeah. People can be so, um, they can take such an ownership of another human being's life because yeah. they f- they feel like you owe them something. Yeah. And I don't understand that yeah. whole aspect of fame and this like privilege that people feel in relation to it. And I think that's what has always pushed me away from wanting it being a yeah. part of it that's a that's a big part of why number one on the call sheet has like never been a goal because mm-hmm. I've, I've known from the jump that the fame thing is not up my alley yeah i'm all uh, to me it's the basic thing of you asked and it's a 50 50 shot in terms of what the answer is so like it was the 50 percent that you didn't want but you know, but I mean, it's a society that says, "Oh, baby wants what baby should have." You know, <laughs> I, I love that as just the summary of this whole episode. Yeah, yeah. baby wants what baby should yeah, have. Well, baby should have since baby wants. Um, well, Martin, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for taking the time to come down here to these luxurious studios. It is. Um, is this leather on the walls? That's sweet, isn't it? It's hide of Conan's uh, victims, all his vanquished foes. I didn't realize there were that many. Mm-hmm. Oh. This is a big room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, For those of you that can't see, it, it's at least th- 350,000 square feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a ridiculous. I don't know why For we're in podcast here. podcast studio, it's absurd. It's its own absurd. city, and here we are. And here we are. Thanks for having me in here. Yeah, it was really great, to, great to see you, and, and, and great uh, to talk to you. And thank all of you out there for listening. I mean, I'm going to be back next week. You should, too. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco production. It is produced by Sean Doherty and engineered by Rob Schulte. Additional engineering support by Eduardo Perez and Joanna Samuel. Executive produced by Joanna Salataroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Maddie Ogden. Research by Alyssa Grawl. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to The Three Questions with Andy Richter wherever you get your podcasts. Can't you tell my love's a-growing? Can't you feel it ain't a-showing? Oh, you must be a-knowing. I've got a big, big love. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.